Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. All right, welcome back to the What We Said podcast today. My name is Chelsea. I'm your co-host, the one with the brown hair. And I am JC. I'm the one with the red hair. It's very faded right now. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, I, I like it. it. Really? Are you going to get it like more red, red? Yeah, I need to get it dyed more red. Newsflash, I'm a fake redhead. If you guys didn't know, I'm sorry <gasps> to crash your world right now because, you know, I have the fair skin, so it looks like I'm a real redhead. But, but ever since I've known you, I've always considered you like a redhead. Yeah. Even though your hair is technically brown. Yeah. You, I you've look, always been a redhead in my heart. Oh, that's sweet. Well, I do have the freckles. I have the, yeah. you know, and my mom's a redhead. My aunt's a redhead. My yeah. grandma. It's like, I should have had red hair. It's in you your know? DNA. It's in my DNA. Yeah. Um. So, you guys, it has been Chelsea's first week in LA. Yes, it has. Um. You've been pretty just busy moving, so I feel like we haven't really experienced what life will really be like. I know. But I was telling Nick that. I'm like— I hate decorating. Well, I love it. I love it a lot. But also, I hate the part where I'm, like, feeling rushed because I'm like, I just want the basics in here so that my life can flow. And I'm not like, oh, I have so much to do. Like, I have to get this and I have to go get this. We have to go search Goodwill for, like, pieces for my house. And I'm just like, I just want to be done with that even though it's fun so that I can have a routine. start living here. Yeah. Because you haven't had a routine for so long. Yeah. So you're probably like, okay, now I live in my place. Yeah. Now where's my routine? Yeah. Um, but it's, it's been a lot of fun already, though. It's been fun. Chelsea and Nick came over for Bachelor Monday. Ooh, it was juicy it episode. Was, you guys, we need to chat about Bachelor a little bit. So this will be one week behind. It will be a little tiny bit outdated because we unfortunately can't really ever do, like, next day updates because our podcast goes up on Tuesday morning. Mm-hmm. And you know, Bachelor's on Monday, and we have to have our content in before then so that our producers can, you know, get it all get yeah. it all done. So, unfortunately, it's a little outdated, but we just watched the episode where Alea came back, where Victoria F. went on her date and was surprised with a private concert with her ex-boyfriend. This- they did her so—they did Victoria F. so dirty in this episode. There were so many things that I'm just like— Poor girl. Yeah. She was really set up. I actually did feel bad for her in this episode. And I'm really—I was telling Chelsea, I'm like, Peter's getting spicy. He is. He, like—everyone thinks he's a sweet—he is sweet. He's an angel on earth. But he also is, like, 
not afraid to like put them in uncomfortable situations and it kind of shocks me. I love it. He shocks me when he's just like, okay, you guys have a problem. Let's go all talk together. I feel like that hasn't really been done before that often with a bachelor where he just gets done. He's like, what's the problem? Yeah. Puts them all on the spot. That is so funny when he asked Sydney in front of the whole group, like, hey, you said you had a problem. Who is it in front of everyone? That shook me to my core. I was like, go, Peter. Yeah. You just got to get the the drama going. Figured it out. Mm -hmm. And then when he, I have to talk about the shocking moment of the date, which is when he gave, so Alea came back, and I'm so sorry if you guys are not, you know, part of Bachelor Nation and you don't know what the heck I'm talking about. But when Alea came back, and talk to him a little bit. And then he gave her the rose. And that, that part was, was too a, far. That was a little too far for me. Because I'm like, okay, he's keeping her. I get it. Whatever. He felt that he didn't truly. And, and I get it. Because it's kind of like Hannah B said on her season. She's like, you only see what you see of them. Yeah. You only see how they act to you. And so when everyone's telling you a certain thing, like, you know, how it's are hard. You to know? Yeah. Because you're like, you're trying to follow your gut and whatever. But I will say I'm kind of surprised that he feels like he has such a strong connection with her because I'm like, I don't really see much chemistry between them, to Mm-mm. be completely honest. Well, also, he he's one of those guys where he's, like, so sweet, but at the same time, he tells every girl that he's with, like, this could be our future one day. Like, he's so promising to every girl, and I'm like— I feel like he's such, like, a hopeless gonna, romantic. Yes. Like, he's so into just being like, this could be our life. Like, mm-hmm. And with, it's, like, not bad intentions at all, but you're like, oh, you're going to break some hearts because girls are like, you are the perfect man, and then— you only get one. Oh, boy. It's every, crazy. Every year, The Bachelor truly just continues to shock me. The drama is, like, never-ending. I'm always oh, like— Oh, yeah. I even thought with Peter, I'm like, it's going to be a chill season. But maybe that's why the producers are just going, going wild. Ham. They are going ham. Because he is such a nice, like, drama-free guy. Yeah. So they're, they're pulling out all the stops. Yeah. 100%. So anyway, there's our little Bachelor update for you guys. Um, Wait, wife, we should call who we think is going to win the whole thing. <gasps> okay. Wait, I think, should we tell our theory? I think we might need to tell <laughs> the theory that we heard. because Only because it's not a spoiler because it's literally just a random person on TikTok that came up with it. Yeah. So here's, here's what we think. That Peter got somebody pregnant on his season. Yeah, and we have absolutely no idea, but we saw a theory, a conspiracy theory about this. And it, again, this don't be mad at us because this is literally not a spoiler. This is like from context clues that people picked up and from it has the trailers. From trailers and it has never been like confirmed in any way shape or yeah. form. So, so here are the here are the reasons why we're thinking this. First of all, he says Peter says in interviews like this will be the most unique ending, like the most raw ending. Wink wink. So yeah. that's the first clue. Like what else would be unique? People have not picked before. somebody. Yeah. And the way that Chris Harrison comes up and says in the trailer to him when he's holding the ring, supposedly, before you make this decision, we have to tell you something. It's as if he's still going to go through with it, but he's like, hey, you should just know this before you propose to this girl. So the, I don't think the girl leaves because mm-hmm. it seems like she's still there. But we think maybe he got someone else pregnant not the girl he was going to pick. Because and then he's like, this is the last thing I needed to hear. And he's like, I'm going to pass out, like laying on the bed. It's like, what could be that shocking besides besides the girl you love leaving? But mm-hmm. even that is like, you, I don't know. I feel like his yeah. reaction was different than that. And also that has been done before. And they say that the ending is really unique, very raw. And they tease that he's been like sexually intimate with like, he's like, I have been sex, like, you know, on yeah. the thing. On the trailer. So it's like, 
what if he got someone pregnant, but then they went home? And then he, then she found out. But then we're like, well, that would be so fast, like, to figure out that she was pregnant. But then we're like, well, maybe he got someone pregnant before the show, maybe. I don't know. There's a million possibilities. Not before but the show. No, that's not my—I do not think he got someone pregnant before the show. Why? Well, the other thing is— No. Why not? Why would that not be possible? You're just saying some random girl that has nothing to do with Well, the yeah, maybe he was— Maybe, I mean, I'm sure he had had relationships between Hannah and when he was The Bachelor. Like, maybe he was out and about, and he seems like he's a very sexually active guy, so. Yeah, maybe. maybe. he, like, slept with somebody and got her pregnant. I'm just saying. There's a, the only reason I say that is because how would someone on the show know only a couple weeks after? Don't you not know for, like, well, I don't know well, how that works. Well, but. you don't. You just miss a period, so it had to be, like, four weeks. They filmed for nine weeks, so it would have to be someone that he like slept early with on. early on, which— because of the teasers and the trailers, it seems as if maybe he did do that. So mm-hmm. that's—anyway. What if he just, got Hannah B pregnant? No. <laughs> this is just a complete theory, you guys. But isn't that—wouldn't that be crazy? Mm-hmm. Like, that would we're, be crazy. I'm just waiting to figure out what the heck happens because it really does seem very dramatic. I'm going to guess—this is just a random guess. I'm going to guess he gets Victoria F. pregnant. Oh? And he was going to pick Madison. Because wow, in the trailer, right. in the trailer, it shows him and Victoria getting a little steamy. I don't, bl- I don't think it's Victoria. Well, that's <gasps> just my random guess. I just ruined a mic. Okay, it's fine. <laughs> um, we'll see you guys. Stay tuned. Yeah. Anyways, okay, back to our episode. So today we have Lauren Zander on the podcast. She is a celebrity life coach, and she's the author of Maybe It's You, which is a book that we will talk a little bit about in this episode. We'll get a little bit deeper into it. She also created the Handel Method, which is now used all over the world. They teach it at MIT, NYU, and Stanford, and a bunch of other places. She's also been featured on Dr. Oz, The Impact Theory, Forbes, Vogue. She's not messing around, you guys. No. She's serious business. And I really liked a subject that we talked a lot about in this episode was lying and how a lot of us lie to ourselves, how we lie to other people, and how just it's like actually a huge problem in today's world that a lot of people are just lying a lot. And um, so we kind of talked about like speaking your truth and being honest with yourself and others, which I thought was kind of a unique aspect to this episode. And honestly, I feel like the longer the episode went on, the better it got and the more deep our discussions got. So we also talk about like how to really go after your dreams and write them down specifically so that, you know, not just like having these wild dreams that you're like, oh, maybe one day that'll come true, but like actually taking actionable steps to get there and how to write that out and do that. So design your life. Yeah. That's a phrase she used that we really like. So let's welcome Lauren to the podcast. All right, you guys, we're taking a quick break to tell you about a new little skincare gem that we found for you. And they just so happen to be a sponsor of our podcast, which is so amazing. Um, We're going to be telling you about a specific serum from Biosance. I think that serums are such a easy little thing that you can add to your skincare routine that really makes a difference, especially if you're wanting to keep it like kind of simple. You can cleanse, do moisturizer, and also just add in a serum before you moisturize. And it makes a big difference. 100%. So we are talking about the Squalane Plus Lactic Acid Resurfacing Night Serum. It's a mouthful, but I swear it will change your freaking life. I made JC feel my skin because I've been using it for the last couple weeks. And especially because I'm in a new environment, I feel like my skin's acting up. But it has literally made my skin so glowy. And and so so soft. soft. Literally looks like you have no pores, if I'm being honest. Thank you very much, Biosance. 
Their serum works overnight to exfoliate and reverse the day's dose of UV rays, pollution, and blue light while you catch your Z's. Basically everything bad that happens to your skin during the day. So you can just go to sleep and wake up with glowy skin. It also has the best ingredients, vegan lactic acid that rapidly resurfaces your skin, clover, which reverses the negative effects of UV rays from your day, and squalane that locks in moisturizer, and of course, calming lavender. To purchase Biosance Resurfacing Night Serum on biosance.com, use our code WHATWESAID20 for 20% off any full-size purchase, which is really a good deal, you guys. Again, to purchase Biosance Resurfacing Night Serum on Biosance.com, use our code what we said 20 for 20% off any full-size purchase, and that will be in the show notes for you as well. Okay, Lauren, yeah. so you are a life coach. What does that mean? For someone who has no idea what a life coach is, how would you describe your job? So I help people not only figure out how to think about life, but actually how to deal with it moment to moment from your inner dialogue to your actions to why you're doing anything in the first place, right? Like really wake up. And then I also get you to deal with everything from your past, all the ways you're haunted by things. Like I get a person to face themselves and take action. So as a coach, I'm a very bossy person. Nice. I love it. I get a person to not only figure out how to think about their whole life, and I mean their whole life, but then I also get you to do everything you need to do to fulfill on your life. And really, there's nowhere in the, like, no one's developing language. No one's telling people how to even think about life. And so as a life coach, that's what I'm doing. I'm also an executive life coach. So I also deal with business and go in, and I do this in companies, and I do this with individuals. And the difference between therapy and a life coach, according to me, is I get to tell you what to do. Right? Nice. I really do. And and I will fire you. <laughs> wow. If you don't do it. Right? Like, there really is um, someone who's committed to changing their life and, and the actions it really requires to fulfill on whatever. And I get a person to really deal with all that and take over their inner dialogue. Yeah. I have a question. When mm. people come to you, are they, like, normally at rock bottom or are they, like, doing okay and then they're like, but I want to, you know, be better? So we're too expensive for people who are not taking themselves that seriously, right? Like, there you go, right? It's not, it ain't a cheap experience. But when I go, and then when I go to colleges, like I've been, we, we're in over 50 different universities. Like, so, and I call that my charity because I don't really get paid to do anything like that. And um, it's really people who are dying to fulfill on their lives, right? This is not for everyone. Totally. Right, but it's for anyone who really is ambitious and maybe a little lost. And then most of my clients are pretty famous. Wow. Yeah. Are you allowed to say who? Um, there's a few that are public about me. So Hugh Jackman has been a client of mine for years. Wow. Love him. And his wife, and you know, I've met, and his kids a little. And uh, who else? Uh, Questlove, Amir from The Roots. Okay. Definitely shouts out about me. So then, uh, so, and then I'm here because I work for Live Nation. I coach Michael Rapino, the CEO of Live Nation. So then, and then keep going. Okay. Okay. Keep going. Heavy hitters that got a lot on their plate. Yes. So helping. Wow. Yeah. So it, I am, I am no slouch. Yeah. When, in who I get to work with. Yeah. When you say we are in universities, what are you referring to? Who are you referring to? So I have over 70 employees, 30 full time, at least 30 full time working coaches. 
And that does help the price point a lot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But when I say we go into universities, I don't mean me. Okay, got it. Yeah. (laughs) Don't mean you specifically. We means them. Okay, got it. Yeah. So we hear the phrase, go after your dreams, Mm -hmm. over and over again, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, Why do you think that that is actually so hard to do? Because uh, there's a lot of work, right? So you go, I want to run a marathon. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to be up early and running a lot, Mm -hmm. right? You go, I want to be a famous musician. I want many people to hear my songs. I want want to build a company. I want— I want to make a huge, successful podcast. Yeah, can everybody hear how much work comes after that sentence? (laughs) So going after your dreams is the first to figure out your dream. But then the bitch of figuring out your dream is then all the work that comes with it. And so you pick something you're madly in love with, you'll do the work. That's the whole nature of that beast. Totally. Oh, yeah, I love that. So what is something that you think held you back from going after your dreams, if anything? Wow, I had a I had a pretty shitty picker. My joke is, you know, you pick the people to do things with. Mm-hmm. And so if you're like, where have all your mistakes come from, Lauren? And mm-hmm. I'm like, my picker, right? So I have learned the hard way who to trust and not trust over time. Um, that's not happening to me anymore now that I'm headed for 50, mm-hmm. right? So, but if you go, what were your problems? I would go, oh, I banked on wrong people and learned the really hard way, how to get brokenhearted and rebuild based on who I trusted and was an idiot about trusting. So at the beginning of your book, maybe it's you. Yeah. um, You have like this exercise that I love where you talk Mm -hmm. about 12 areas of life Mm -hmm. and then you like write down your ultimate dream life Mm -hmm. in there. So Mm -hmm. first, can you tell us what the 12 areas of life that you Yes. And I even brought my (laughs) cheat sheet so I can actually rattle Mm -hmm. it off versus like, let me remember. Okay. So the first is your relationship to yourself, like your whole relationship to yourself. So you can have a great life and still talk smack to yourself. Mm-hmm. So relationship to self, your body is its its own area. Love, love life, yeah, sex in there. Your spirituality, not religion, whatever that means to you. Your career, your money, your time. Time. Woo, people are jerks with time. Yeah, I really liked that one because yeah. I never really thought about that before. And I'm like, yeah, I probably have some work to do with that. One. Yeah, time <laughs> time is still blowing my mind on working in that mm-hmm. area, mm-hmm. right? Um, your home, your family, your friends, your um, fun and adventure and learning is in there and uh, your community and contribution in the world. And there's a 13th area, but I don't talk about it very much because it's death. Ooh. Like you, so it's it's for older and facing death and how mm-hmm. to deal with yours and others, right? But oh. it, it it doesn't make the original life yeah. cut. Right? It's more unique for, and certain. it's conveniently number thirteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ooh. that's actually my lucky number. My daughter's born on August thirteenth. Really? I love thirteen. Yeah, me too. I always felt like a wicked child, like <laughs> making the thirteenth everything. It's um, I know. So the exercise when you write down like your ultimate dream life in each area, mm-hmm. can you kind of give some instructions how to do that exercise for people listening so that they can do mm-hmm. it at home? Because I think it really is super powerful to get rid of the chatter and like get real with yourself. And, it, and it's. You, you you need the vision so then you actually can hear all the dark side chatter that's against the dream, but you separate it out. Mm, yeah. Right? So the reason you write the dream is so you can actually deal with 
what's getting in your way. So you write it in first person. I'm with the love of my life. It isn't like I finally meet the love of my life. Like one day, someday, like I figure out the career I want, right? It's not on the come, it's right now. And then what you would do is you would go, what do you want your dream to be that it's true? And it's a year from now, right? So what are you saying about your body? What are you saying about your relationship to yourself? In a year from now, first person, be specific, right? I love my size four butt, right? Like whatever. Okay. I'm just giving. Yeah. Okay. Right. So you're specific and you also add how it feels. I'm so proud of myself. I've never felt so good to be in my own skin, right? So what you're going to say, how it would feel and really create a dream for yourself that's sacred to you. I love that. Mm. And, And what is the importance of writing your dreams in present tense? Because I think like you said, it's very common to write down your goals or your dreams. Like, I'm going to start running. I'm going to mm-hmm. start doing this. But what is the power in in acting? You know, I don't know if you want to say acting, but kind of acting as if it's already true. Um, I want to love someone. I love you. I love my partner, right? Like, it puts you in the feeling. So one of the most important, you know, tools we can have is how we feel about something being possible, right? So if you use the right language, you can, it's more potent and more powerful for you to feel it to be true, right? And then you even can deal with why you're the naysayer, because in that head of yours, you're like, oh, that's not going to happen. Why can't I? Right? Like, so you're, so you want to give it feeling a sense of absolutely happening now, and then let your body and your mind believe something, right? So you get a little taste of it. It's, um, if you read it over and over again, right? uh, It's really the difference, like I will be, or I am. Mm. I am a rock star is a lot different than I will be a rock star, right? And it walks down the street differently. It feels different. Um, you're going to just have to, like, I I would have done it any which way just to get it to be something that truly worked. And so I've been doing this for over 20 years. First person, present tense, already happened. Read it so you feel it. I love that. Yeah. yeah, I think that's really powerful for people to utilize. And just because it goes clunk, like, yeah, I get that. Write it. Yes. Right? It's like the amount of people who go, I know doesn't mean you're doing it. Mm-hmm. I love that. I always say that. I'm, I need to work on that because I'll listen to a podcast or read a book and I feel like I get so much value from it, but then I don't take the steps to actually do it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where, you know, you go wrong because it's like you have all this information and this value in front of you that you could utilize. So mm-hmm. yeah, go home, guys. If you're at your, if you're at your house, start writing your dreams down, even in your notes app on your phone. Because I did that when I got, so I was listening to that part and I was like, okay, I'm going to try I'm going to try and do this. And I was like, I'm a pretty positive person. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I believe in myself. But then I noticed as I was writing these things, I'm like, oh, okay, that's a little, that's a little too much. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I just did it. Like I just did what she was saying. Yes. So you really notice your, like you said, your naysayers. And then starting to figure out how negative we naturally think. According to science, really, this is actually true. Over 80% of our thoughts are negative. That's That's not the worst part. Oh, it gets worse. Wait. No. Wait, here, here's the kicker. They're repeating from the day before. You're having, so you think you're having like original I hate p- driving in LA. And no, you're having the same I hate driving mm-hmm. in LA. And you actually think you're yelling at a new person. 
No, you're yelling at the same person, kitten, right? Gosh. Like, so if I told you to tell me all the reasons your dreams couldn't happen, you could write for days why you can't find the love of your life, why you can't figure out your career. Like, we are prolific in negativity, pretending we're not, mm-hmm. right? And then we really don't take the time to write. I'm not talking about positive, but really like what you want from your heart. Mm-hmm. The things that are terrifying. Yes. And then see why we don't ever say we want to run a marathon because then we'd have to run it. I have a question. Mm. What do you think about someone who is, like you just said, they, you know, they're really good at math. They're trying to please their parents. They went to school for a certain subject Mm. because that's what they were supposed to do, quote Mm -hmm. unquote. Mm -hmm. They don't really like it. They're kind of miserable at their job. Like, what is your advice? Do you think that they should just quit their job, like follow your dreams. You should, you know, write down your dreams and go live them. Do you think that they should, you know, stick it out for a little while? What do you think? In my early 20s, my background is I was an environmental studies major. And I still am like, save the planet. Hurry now. Mm -hmm. Um, But save the planet, right? And Mm -hmm. then I went and got my first big job out of college ready? It sounded so sexy. It was the United Nations Global Environment Facility. It was like, I don't want to do this. What was I thinking? I didn't have any idea what the work was to go with the mission. So when I figured out I was miserable, which didn't take very long, I started to plot what I was going to do next, right? So no, don't quit your job. You need money. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm not like no Mm -hmm. plan, but plan. Tell the truth to people. Say, this isn't making me happy. I'm going to give myself three months to figure out what I want to do. I'm going to journal about it. I'm going to, like, you need a plan, and you can figure out where you want to go. And that was when I went from being an environmentalist to wanting to work in, you know, what I'll call self-help, right? And I figured out it's the people who don't see the trees that was my problem. I need people to see trees. So they take care of them. So I was like, oh, this is so any path, right? So, and so someone who's a brilliant at math or brilliant at this, but it kills them. I promise by the time you ultimately figure out what you want to fulfill on, math will be part of it, right? It isn't like I don't get to help the environment, right? Mm -hmm. If you're like, do you work with companies that are environmental? Do you help them get funded? Do you have, like, you have no idea how much my green dream back in the day is still part of who I am today, mm-hmm. right? It just didn't go the way I thought it would. I think that applies to a lot of people. Like, I've seen that in a lot of my friends or loved ones who start out with that exact thing. Like, they go to school for this certain thing, and they're like, well, I like this, but I don't like this exact job. Mm-hmm. Like, I like working with computers, but mm-hmm. I don't want to be, you know— a programmer or mm-hmm. something. And then they're like, well, I do love video games. And then all of a sudden they like combine everything that they love and now they like have their dream career. That's basically <clears throat> what your 20s are for. Yeah. It's slightly torturous. You will be wrong, but it will all lead in the right direction. Yeah. And the best thing you could do is not lie, right? That, you know, like not lie about it, mm-hmm. right? Like it's okay to be wrong and stay and figure out what's next. Yeah. That, is what your 20s are for. Well, and I you talk about responsibility a lot too. Mm-hmm. And I think that goes along perfectly what we're, with what we we're just talking about. Like I think sometimes people need to take responsibility in order to get into that situation mm-hmm. where they are starting to do their dream life. So why do you think it is so important to take responsibility for your own happiness? Because no one's coming. If you don't make yourself happy, I promise you won't be. And everything you're doing that you're not proud of 
is going to roost, right? Like, I, I can't save you from yourself. The only person who's really going to figure out how to make you happy or what makes you happy or to be in love with your own life is you. So it's the only person I have to work on, right? I don't need to call your mother, mm-hmm. right, to get you happier. I don't need to call your boss to get you happier. Even though people may think that's what needs oh, to be done no, no, to be no, happy. no, 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 no. Everybody got reasons, blame, <laughs> explanation, long. So what do I want you to take responsibility for? At the core is your own designing of your life. Mm-hmm. Like, no one's coming, kittens. I'm sorry. And the weather's great out there if you are willing to do the work. Yeah. And it's okay to be radically wrong and change your mind. But if you trust yourself to actually hustle, right, you'll be insanely proud of yourself even while you're hating the job. Mm -hmm. So this is kind of a devil's advocate question, but for somebody who is Maybe taking care of a loved one who's sick, like they have to stay in their hometown, take care of a loved one, or they're dealing with poverty or grief or something that they feel like they can't work towards their dream life of, you know, being a rock star. What advice do you have for them? Like, how do they pursue their dream life still? Most actions that are required to be happy and really, you know, so it is true you will be taking care of that mother and you had to move in and it's like, oh my God, I wanted to pursue my career in New York and here I am in Atlanta and I'm stuck here for what could be one to two years. Mm -hmm. Great. Choose it, right? Shit happens and doing the right thing is trumps everything. Ugh, that word doesn't work anymore. Um, <laughs> doesn't age well. <laughs> okay, anyway, I will figure out how to never say that again. Okay, so, but while you're living in Atlanta, there is what you can do to fulfill on your dream, right? There really is. Write for an hour a day, play music, start to paint, um, meet people, commute, help. Like, everyone can have an epic, proud day. And most people are wallowing about that they don't know what to do or they don't know how to get out of their own way, right? And the program that I teach is literally how to take all the right actions and really keep promises to yourself. So I don't care where you're stuck. You can always feel incredibly proud of yourself. Yeah, I love that. I love the phrase you said, choose it. Yeah. That's really powerful. This is something you also said in your book that I really liked that I do sometimes. Um, I was going to ask you, what is the danger of making blanket statements about yourself? So, for example, this is a literal example you gave in your book, and it's funny because I say this all the time, that I'm not a morning person. Uh Uh-huh. And, like, you know, I think all of us have those things. Like, oh, I'm just quiet. Like, I'm just like this. Um, What do you think the danger in that is, and how can we not do that? When you make a sweeping generalization, right, there really is— I'm 5'3". That is not a sweet, that is a fact. I'm not a morning person. You're saying it like I'm 5'3". When you do that to yourself, wait till you have children. Oh, can't wait. Right? Like, (laughs) wait till you really belong up. It's not true, right? It's a truth you're perpetuating. Now, I don't care, right? If you like sleeping late, stay up late. Like, it's not... It's just not the truth. Right. Right. If I told you, um, I'll give you five grand every day, you wake up happy to be up at 5.30 a.m. <laughs> right? Like the entire world would be happy to be up at 5.30 a.m. So then you'd become a morning person in like 
Less than 20 minutes. Yeah. So that we can break our own theories in nanoseconds with the right incentive, everyone should get offended about how much they blanket statement themselves into forms of loser. Yeah. Right? I was never good at dieting. I'm not, I'm not into exercise. Do you know how many, like, I'm not really, I was never into exercise. Huh? <laughs> huh? What do you mean? Moving? Moving's yeah. a problem. Yeah. Right? Like, there's nothing about you that you can't change and grow, right? But mm-hmm. then those blanket statements, yeah, that's the opposite of growth. Unless you're really into your blanket statement. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not into it. I think I can break up with it. Now that's sexy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh so gosh. you talk a lot about honesty as mm. well. Being truthful with yourself, with others, mm-hmm. all of that. Mm. Um, do you think there's any exceptions to that rule. Chelsea and I were talking before this. We're like, what if your friend says, do I look fat in this? Like, like, are there any exceptions? <laughs> Again, we're playing devil's advocate. I'm with you. Um, where maybe telling the truth isn't the best idea. You're asking the wrong person. It's like if you call the, you know, the rabbi, what's he going to say? If you call the priest, what's he going to say? If you call Lauren, what's she going to say? She's, I believe in the truth. And don't ask a question if you don't want the real answer. And you can even, someone goes, how do I look in these jeans? And I'm like, do you really want to know what I think? Right? No one asks me anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Or they ask me because I will tell them the truth. Right? And what's that worth on earth? Um, It's very rare and it isn't happening. And most people don't trust others because they're not trustworthy. They don't actually tell the truth, so they can't hear anybody else telling the truth. Like, they, it's a mess, right? And so I really do think if you're asking me how you look in those jeans, you do want to know, right? And if you're asking, you already don't know, which means you already think what you're scared I'm going to say. Yeah. Right. Right. So it's, it's, it's a little even funnier that you need to ask somebody. Totally. To tell you what you're already thinking. Validation of what you don't want to hear. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. So it's a little funny, funny, mm-hmm. right? But if you go, why did I marry my husband? Because he wouldn't lie to me. Even about like, honey, how do I look? Right? He's still, I cut my hair off and he's still like, I don't know. I'm like, you think I should grow it back? He's like, no, that's a little too much for me. But mm, I miss the old you. And I'm like, that's kind of a bummer. <laughs> right? Like, why tell me that? When, when did that shift happen where you, like, do you feel like you've always been? No, I was the ultimate liar. I was such a liar, right? But I, I had everything I wanted. In, like, I was epic. I, no one knew I lied about anything. I mean, really, okay? And I couldn't understand why I felt so cold inside. Like, I couldn't feel, right? I could say I love you, but I don't think I felt it. Right? It was so like, what's up with me? And then I finally figured out that there was no one in my life that I was fully telling my truth to. And then I got that my truth is me. And if I'm busy lying for everyone to be happy or some variation of that or cover my ass on something, there is no me. There's the posturing of me, the puppet show, Lauren. And then when I was 19... I told every last lie I ever told. And trust me, I lost most friends and lovers. And, you know, like I really blew up my life and all the lies and sat my parents down and really did tell them who I slept with in their bed. Oh, (laughs) And I have an Orthodox Jewish daddy. I mean, like, for real. 
So you went and told, you mean you told like all of your friends, everything you've ever lied to them about? I was done. Or how you felt about them? Everything. I was this. Yeah. But getting away with not being the real this. Mm -hmm. Right? And so I, I mean, and I, you're like, how many boyfriends did that include that you cheated on? And I'm like, all of them. Wow. And I was, I was, I mean, I was a bad girl who no one knew was bad. Oh, one of those. <laughs> yeah. So I blew up my life. Mm-hmm. I blew up my life, but, my whole life. I don't recommend you just blow up your life, folks. I, like, I do think it's a step-by-step process, yeah. right? Like, I, I don't recommend say. you do what I did at 19, though it really did work. Yeah. Well, I think honesty is so powerful. Mm-hmm. And, like, I've I've learned that as I get older, I think I learn it more and more. But even just running a business and, like, you know, people will say, certain, you know, I'm emailing certain clients and people and— I don't know. They're like, oh, yeah, does this work? And I feel like a few years ago, I'd have just been like, yeah, that that works. And now I'm like, no, it doesn't. Like this is, And it's so much better. Mm-hmm. So much more valuable, like you said. It's yeah. like— It's present. Mm-hmm. And then if you tell the truth, it lets the other person tell the truth. It's Definitely. like if you go—if you—right? You get back what you give. Yeah. Right? So if you give straight talk honesty— you'll either get it back or that person will run away from you, right? Which like, is maybe good, right? I, You want people to act in accordance with what you want them to act like. And so you get what you give, totally. right? You get what you give. Why? What do you think is the number one reason people lie? To keep other people happy, for real, right? Like to not, and then there's to not get in trouble. Um, do I think to not get in trouble is first, but people pretend to keep other people happy is first? Yes. Mm. So the uh, the true lie is you're protecting yourself from what they'll say, what they'll do, what they'll think. Right? Yeah. And that's all for you. Mm-hmm. But you then wipe that all on them. They they you know, that Jack Nichols said, they can't handle the truth. Right? Like it's pretty like good. Mm-hmm. right? Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> Surprisingly good. <laughs> right. Um so there really is keeping up appearances and keeping people you know, everyone then goes, I'm bad at confrontation. I don't like confrontation. You Oops, mean telling? I, that. <laughs> I have said that so many times. That's called, I don't like telling the truth. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a liar. Love it. Yeah. Well, actually, this is good. Leads me into my next question. Because cool. I was going to want, I want your take on this. Because what? I've talked to a couple different people. Some people completely relate with me and like, I get what you're saying. And then I was talking to Jason. She's like, I don't understand what you mean at all. So oh. I was saying sometimes it's that... I feel like my—it's almost like an omission of the truth by me not telling the full truth because I don't know what the truth is, if that makes any sense. So, for example, if I'm, like, upset with my sibling and I'm, like, my chest is tight and I'm, like, I know I'm upset, but I can't sit you down and be, like, I'm upset because X, Y, Z because I don't really know why I'm upset. Does that make any sense? Of course that makes sense. But you just need to tell the truth. Like, my my chest is tight. I don't know what's going on in my head. I think we need to slow down and figure out what happened to me because I checked out or I got weirded out or something happened. I have said that literal exact thing to my husband like five times. Like, my chest is so tight. He's like, why? I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, you have to explore it. Mm-hmm. Like, what did he say? When did it happen? What are you scared of? Like, that's self-love connecting intimacy. Yeah. Right? It's not, life is not about being organized so you can do the checklist so then you can have the right conversation that goes really well. Mm-hmm. That's, that's good. That's fake. Mm-hmm. That's a presentation. Right? You know? Yeah. Like that's not, 
intimacy, love, authenticity, like it's none of the good juicy words. Yeah. Juicy words are quite messy, mm-hmm. right? And so I have I have a list of the seven different ways we lie, humans lie. And if omission is one of the like top winning ways we lie, mm-hmm. what you don't mm-hmm. know, what I don't tell you, what I'm not going to tell you because, and then everyone has a reason because mm-hmm. I don't want to hurt you because you can't handle the truth. Because if I tell you, you'll leave me. If I tell you, you'll be mad. If I don't really know the answer, then, then, mm-hmm. then, then. So, but all of those are ways we lie. Mm-hmm. And the truth is, is we're a chicken, right? It's fear-based, not love-based. Definitely. Mm. Can you tell us the seven ways we lie? Yeah, yeah. I brought them. <laughs> On your cheat sheet. On my cheat sheet. Okay. I, and lying is like my favorite subject, mm-hmm. right? Because I used to win the ultimate lying award, and now I don't have to lie about anything. So it's so fun, <laughs> right? So um, outright lying. Yeah, I, I didn't go to the movies last night, right? Whatever. It's a lie. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you did. Lying by omission, Right. If you don't ask, I don't owe telling. It's my, it's a secret. Mm-hmm. I'm allowed to keep secrets. I have wait, a private wait, wait. life. I, I saw you mentioned in your book that you, um, oh gosh, I'm forgetting the exact scenario. You obviously know it, but your <laughs> best friend was cheating on her soon-to-be husband or something like uh-huh. that. And so, with that situation, let's mm-hmm. say you know that someone is being unfaithful. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you do in that situation? Who do you tell? Do you tell the person? You like, tell them that you're going to tell or they have to do something about it. You you, you, you threaten, I, ideally you would threaten the person who could do the right job. Okay. The right. person who is doing the cheating. Yes. Like, like, you know, I can't, or leave them. Stop being friends with, like, you can't mm-hmm. stay if you don't have the balls to blow up the scene. Trust me, if you really think about it, would you like someone to blow up that scene if you were sadly in it? Mm-hmm. Right? Do you want someone to tell you? Right? Some people say no. Ugh, I don't want to know. It's okay. Secrets, whatever. Like, I'm shocking, but you'd yeah. be amazed. That happens over my 20 years of doing this and helping people tell the truth in creepy situations. They check. Right? I even have husbands who have cheated ask their wife if they want to know anything that's happened over the last 20 years. Like, do you want to know? If there's some things that have happened, I don't want to be that guy. I don't know. Like, do you want to know? You'd be amazed at how many women say no. Oh, wow. Well, I'm the complete opposite. <laughs> I, 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 I Write sw- down names, details. <laughs> I agree. But you, right? Like, no one knows the other person's answer, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And we walk around thinking we're that clairvoyant, right? Like, oh, I know why I can't tell you the truth because I know what you're going to say and do. No, you don't, mm-hmm. right? And we conveniently answer everybody's questions yeah. so that we can stay in our own little private Idaho talking to ourselves about what we think the world is like yeah. from our perception. You're essentially making the decision for someone else. And pretending you're 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 being good mm-hmm. and sweet and kind, mm-hmm. right? Love, it's coming from a good place. I'm hiding this for you. Mm-hmm. Not for me? Yeah. <laughs> okay, then there's uh, lying by under-exaggerating. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I made some money last year. Right? Like, oh, yeah, I have a new bar. Like, people, you'd be amazed at how many people don't tell what's happening because they don't want someone to think something. Mm-hmm. Right? I, I, yeah, I can actually really resonate with that. Like, it, you almost undervalue yourself because you don't want, well, I don't know if that's the yeah, same no, thing. Yeah, no, it's exactly Or, that. like, you have an accomplishment, but you're like, oh, it's not, it's not big. You yeah. manage the appearance of not being braggy of this. Like, you, you're managing what other people think, and you won't tell the truth. Right? Mm-hmm. I think that's like, a big one. It's a, it, and then and then there's people that 
exaggerate, right? So to tell a good story, you'll, it was the best party. Was it really the best, right? <laughs> so, so people the best you've ever experienced, right? Like so, so, and then we don't think that that erodes our our ability to be present or know ourselves or tell the truth ever, right? Like people are not working on how important is my truth, learning the truth, and telling the truth to having a great life. People have no idea how much even just lying about a stupid email, right? Like, don't lie. I didn't see it. You saw it. Right? Yeah. Like, why'd you have to say that? Just say, I'm sorry. We don't think it's hurting us. We think it's helping them. It's nutty. Yeah. It's a nutty thing. And then that one goes right into lying by misrepresenting, right? Oh, that was a great book. As if you read it, right? Oh, you have it on your shelf. You read at least four pages. But the way you just said that misrepresented the information. So we say something and we didn't lie, lie, but... Mm -hmm. right? And if I ask four more, I can hear a misrepresentation in a second. It's like the most fun. Once you actually come clean from lying, completely clean from all your lies, you get superpowers. You can sniff out a lie? Oh, it's it's horrifying. (laughs) Should we we give you two two truths and a lie and you could guess them? (laughs) No. (laughs) Maybe though. (laughs) But maybe though, right? I'm not ready for that test. Um, Lying by avoiding confrontation. Right? You know there's a hard topic. You don't want to go near it. So you pretend you're not thinking about it, but you're thinking about it, and that's avoiding confrontation, but it's really lying. Um, lying by keeping secrets you're taking to the grave. Do you have any idea that people are taking to the grave? And what happens is the stuff you're taking to the grave keeps you thinking you know yourself, and it shapes your personality and how you think about yourself to make those, I'm not a morning person. So it's not like people are inventing the blanket statements they like. They're telling the blanket statements that came from somewhere that they Mm. think are true. I'm not, it's not, it's, but some of those blanket statements came from the way we lie, or Mm. things were taken to the grave that then shaped us and are ruining art. Like, it's not fair. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. I didn't know I could lie in so many different ways. <laughs> wow. I didn't know I was lying about so many yeah. things. <laughs> well, you know, no one's working on ending their right to lie. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the secret sauce to self-love. Yeah. I will say, because I have said the blanket statement, like, I, I'm not good with confrontation. I do not like confrontation. The few times, my husband's amazing at confrontation. And a few times I've been with him in situations where my feelings were hurt and like we went and told somebody like, hey, this really hurt my feelings. And I sat there and I was like cringing the whole time, just like telling him like what happened, why it hurt me. And then afterwards, I was just like, this feels so good. Like, why was I so scared to go in here? Our relationship's so much better. Yeah. I thought like at the end, we'd hate each other or something mm. like that. Right. But I walked out. I'm like, I'm so glad you're my husband and you <laughs> you showed me the light because this yeah. is— it really is. It's freeing feeling. Yeah. And then most of our personality traits, so in all the work I do, I do dreams and your inner dialogue. I do your traits, which I call your operating systems, and they come from your parents and your your lineage, your heritage, the culture you were raised in. And so your lack of willingness to confront, it's like mommy or daddy or both right? These It starts to be pin the tail on the donkey and start to understand you didn't invent this, mm-hmm. right? You didn't invent those blue eyes either, honey, <laughs> right? So you're born into evolution of your parents. 
And so many of the ways we lie came from them. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's it's deeper and it's a way to connect to your whole history and really make the change that they didn't make. I make a joke. Here's this joke. Ready? What do you think is going to happen first? World peace or the end of lying? I think world peace comes first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, was like, I don't know. I, I would say so. end of lying is like, yeah, yeah, Lauren, take that one on. Yeah, that sounds, you know. Yeah. Woohoo. Good luck <laughs> with that, honey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lots of work to be done. Right. And don't worry, I don't have a lot of competition. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants my lane. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you have Inner You Life and Love. Yes. So that's your online course, correct? Two, two different courses. Two different courses. I have, yeah. I, I 20 years of work, I have two totally different. Like my basics is Inner You Life, which goes into the 12 areas, gets you to really work on your whole life, gets you to understand your inner dialogue, breaks it out, breaks out the everything, right? Like basics of handout. It's really the book, but really operationally and spoken to you and gives you all the assignments and has you be able to meet people and buddy and take classes. Once you pay your tuition once, you're in for life. Wow. Right. So that's actually how I finally made my work. Not like my hourly rate is more than the whole damn course. Oh, wow. Wowzers. Yeah. So it's, that's, this is how I figured out to reach people. And it's even my best work. So we even make the people who pay that hourly rate listen to it. Anyway, Mm -hmm. because it's, you know, it's good. And then the love one is entirely different content. Okay. And um, it really goes into your head, your heart, and your hoo-ha, your history about relationships. So you stop having a bad picker. You really figure out what you want in the area of love. You really get, I do a whole thing on sex and I make people face how awkward we are about talking about it and dealing with it. I go way into there. And it's so I, it's a, an entirely different program. Okay, cool. Mm. Well, thank you for that info. And yeah. I, have one, I have one final question. Sure. What do you think is, you kind of mentioned briefly the difference between, well, you didn't, well, a little bit, the difference between therapy and a life coach. Yeah. Like, what do you think, well, I mean, obviously you're a little biased, but what would you recommend to people? Like, do you think that they should do both? Yeah, they should do both, one before the other. You think, what do you think? I guess it depends on the person. A therapist wants to talk you through learning things and seeing things and having insights through your story, the way you tell it, the way you talk about yourself. Like it's it's a very self-actualizing learning about how you think right now. That is not what I'm doing. I'm making you take over the story so you can change the story 100%, like an author, right? So ours is so different than therapy. I'm not going into your narrative to expand and make it smarter and evolve your continuum of the way you tell the story. I'm literally rebooting you, right? And I'm making it all about actions and what I call personal integrity, like keeping promises to yourself, chasing your life. So they're very different. Mm -hmm. Um, Many people love their therapist and love me and they don't go, it's competing at all because I'm so bossy on to-dos for your current life. So you're actually doing things. And a therapist isn't really doing that. They're exploring your father. Right. Like, are you, Lauren, are you exploring someone's father? And I'm like, not very long, no. But in some ways, yes. So it's very different. Very different. Did that okay. answer it? Yeah. That did answer okay, it. Good. I think that's good to know. Mm-hmm. I've, I've been curious about that. Um, and I think some people, like if you're depressed and you believe in depression, right, I'm more like you're depressing. 
right? And if you started to take the right actions, and if you're like, I can't, I can't get out of bed, I believe you. There really is mental illness. Mm-hmm. And that is that is definitely a job for a therapist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Different different things for different people. Yes. Work. Yeah, and it's de- and I I mean I I was with someone who does coaching last night and she was just coming out of her group therapy and like she loves group therapy and she loves learning and feeling and crying and going there. So it's also not what I do. Just personal. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay, good to know. Mm. Well, Love thank you so much for coming on, Lauren. We, we really appreciate it. Um, let everyone know like where they can buy your book, your course, where they can find you and connect with you. Absolutely. So my book is Maybe It's You, Lauren Zander. That is the cheapest way to get me. I'm sure it's like less than 12 bucks right now. Okay, good. So <laughs> buy the book. Um, but if you want to do the course, that's Inner You, and it's just Inner and then a You. Dot com, right? Like, so it's innerU.com and it's innerU life and we have innerU love. We even have innerU student coming out. Ooh. Yeah. Just for dealing in college and all of that. Amazing. Actually, because we've been doing that for 20 years. Um, and then we have innerU career. Ooh. And again, innerU career. You can buy innerU career right now. You can buy innerU love and innerU life. All of those courses totally exist. Interview Student is coming out in April. Okay. Okay. Soon. Yeah. Yeah, very soon. Yeah. But you could just go look up Handel Group and it'll lead you. All roads lead to things you can find on Handel. And then mm-hmm. we have lots of content. Get our newsletter. We do FaceTime lives and Instagram live. We're like, yeah. we're in lots of guests and fun people. So if you're into this, then please come join us. Amazing. Yeah, I was looking into all of your stuff, your Instagram, like watching all these videos. I'm like, we could talk about so much. Like, there's so much to talk about. But I'm, I feel like people will get a lot of value from this. Like what we talked about with lying. I think that's such a unique thing that no one thinks about. Nobody wants Malayne. Yeah. No one but wants no, one, no one's done with their lives, right? Yeah. Like, you know, mm-hmm. no one wants sure. this lane, right? Unless you've done it, you don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Right? And even AA doesn't want to talk about it. No one wants to talk about mm-hmm. it. I love it. I love the concept. Okay, so you guys can go follow along with Lauren, get any of her courses if you're interested. Our Instagram account for our podcast is at what we said podcast. If you guys don't follow our Instagram, what are you doing? Get out of place. So um, also, if you're feeling really generous, you can go leave us a rating and review just if you're feeling nice. Um, But that is going to be it for this episode. Thank you guys for listening. And that's That's what what we said. said. Bye. Bye. Bye.